Welcome to MuggleCast episode 429. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. And I'm Micah. Oh, and we're all together again. Isn't this nice? Hopefully with a better recording setup than the last episode when we were all together. That didn't go so well. No. Recording-wise. Recording quality. In Chicago. I apologize deeply. And hopefully without any persistent uh, cleaning ladies coming in. Yes, we are far away from the hotel room door. Maid service has already taken place and concluded for the day. They wanted 8.30 in the morning. Yeah, they knocked on the door like, (laughs) hello. I'm like, okay, hi. That was actually the wake-up call that I ordered for us. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, to knock on the door at 8.30. Combination. Only the best at this hotel. Cleaner and wake-up call, that's awesome. But we are in Orlando. Yes, we are here for Podcast Movement. This is a annual podcast conference. First time it's happening in Orlando. We said we should go to one of these industry events. We should meet with other podcasters, learn some things about podcasting, network. So we did a Patreon event today, and the event actually hasn't even started yet. It starts on Wednesday, so who knows? I made this joke on my other show. By the time this conference is over, maybe it'll be a whole new podcast. We'll have learned so much that (laughs) we'll have applied all this new information. We did already meet some awesome people, even from that first uh, panel. I think. Yeah, we did. We did. We already made a bit of a mistake. We thought the conference was going to be closer to our hotel than it actually is. (laughs) So we're a little further away. What's so funny, there's actually two entire convention centers between us and the the convention center that's housing the podcast movement. Yes. Because the place, the Hyatt Regency where we're at has a convention center. And then across the street from us, right right across the street is Orange County Convention Center. But the... PodCon is at uh, Shingle Creek. All the way away. That's okay, though. It's just a quick Uber drive away. And yeah. that's why we have your support on Patreon. It helps cover <laughs> our flubs. And our Uber costs. It covers our Uber And costs. Uber drivers who go five miles an hour, if that, over speed bumps. It was half a mile per hour. <laughs> we were in an Uber. She goes over two speed bumps. It was the slowest speed bump crossing i've ever experienced i thought she was pranking us i was like what is happening hope you gave her five stars though uh yes yes of course mm. i'll do that once i open up well the you want the five again. stars too i do so that's why i didn't say hey speed it up over these speed bumps <laughs> anyway the good news is we are surrounded by inns on wizards unite did you notice that micah have you loaded <laughs> i up did but i'm still looking for those fortresses because i want to just go sit somewhere in the hotel and battle for Five hours. I could join you guys and get easy XP, and I will be at like level nine before you know it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Eric is still at level five. I am. It's really. I just. Well, you know, you guys made a good case for it yesterday when we were in the Universal Park, uh, pulling it open. You said it's like really interesting when you do that. There's a lot to. There's a lot there. It's kind of surreal seeing an inn at Hogsmeade. Yeah, the Wizarding World Hogsmeade. It's very meta. You should be able to get like a special badge or something. Yeah, somebody was like, do they have special things in the park? I was like, nope. There's nothing. There's nothing special. No, they gotta look into that, though. They should do something. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So, but no more excuses. You guys need to build up all your spell energy while you're here. Yeah. Nothing but ins. And I don't want to hear it anymore. No more spell energy excuses. level 16, so I'm I'm not hurting too bad here. But I've been off the app so long. I'll boot it up right now. But I've been off the app for so long that when I come in, I think they're gonna, they've been incentivizing people to come back by giving them spell energy, like above uh, above their tolerance, like 160 mm. out of 98 spell energy. So I'm gonna load it. I'm gonna log it uh, log in right now and see what my spell sitch is. 
And then Micah, we are going to talk about Harry Potter stuff today, believe it or not. But uh, Micah, you got a massage this morning. I did. Good for you. Thank you. You Thanks, look looser. Patrons. Yeah. Thanks, patrons. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> he did pay for his own card. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a fact. Yeah. So, but as Eric and Andrew know, I've actually been down here. This is day 12 for me in Orlando. I was working beforehand and just timing worked out so well with podcast movement that when we were planning all this, I said, yeah, let's do it. You guys come down. I'll meet you after the event is over and uh, we'll do this uh, convention together. And it, it it worked out really, really well. Yeah. And what's tomorrow's plan? A facial? A mani-pedi? If you worked for 10 straight days with 350 kids, then I you, you would need a massage too. No, Mike, I, Mike, I don't blame you. Micah was kindergarten cop the whole time. Yeah, well, Eric still might go himself. Eric, yeah, they tried to do a couple's massage this morning. <laughs> yeah. were, it didn't work out. There was only one person doing it. Otherwise, they would have. But Yeah, Boy. I'm going to get one tomorrow. Oh, are you guys in a relationship? No, we ju- we're just uh, we're together. Want the, we want the we're discount. <laughs> together through a we're, podcast we're colleagues <laughs> yeah we're colleagues guys, i swear i clicked on wizards united it's not opening does this take forever for it's you guys so too? busy everybody oh. at podcast movement is oh. getting up the data no okay. I, you haven't been in it so long it's like clearing off the cobwebs it has <laughs> so so micah and eric both rode Hagrid's magical creep. What people are so used to me drawing breath now that I, they it's remind so fun us to watch to in do person. It. yeah it's a good yeah. running joke so yeah. <clears throat> So, so Eric and Micah rode Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Hogsmeade at Universal Orlando Resort on Monday, <laughs> August 13th, 2019. And so we want to hear what you guys thought of it. Well, well, speaking of the name, though, Eric, didn't you get a couple of suggestions from the bartender at the Hogshead about <laughs> yeah. what they're calling it? Because they can't. They just can't. It's they, oh, they really? Just too long. They are bewildered by the the length of the name, apparently. And I, I, I personally, I think it's something you get used to. But our bartender and I didn't write down his name. I was too busy writing down his suggestion. Tom. He called it. Yeah, Tom. Oh, right. Of course, the barman. Yeah. yeah. Or Aberforth. Aberforth. Yeah, it was the hog. <laughs> you guys so, should have Ab- just walked in there and been like, "Hey, Aberforth." So <laughs> Abe said uh, he, he called it the Hagrid's Magical Hoedown on the Mountaintop Showdown Hootenanny Extravaganza Ride. That sounds fun. That's a little bit longer of a name, but a yeah. lot more fun. Listen, a lot, yeah, very, very fun. He said it very animatedly while he poured us a drink that was not on the menu. Ooh. Hog's tea. Ask for it next time you're there. Mm. Hog's tea. If you're of age. But uh, but yeah, I thought the ride was great. What do you think, Micah? Yeah. Uh, well, I, first, a little bit of backstory to yeah. getting on the ride. So oh. Andrew and Eric, you both rode the ride earlier on in the day. Very lucky to get somebody from Universal who... Got you on the ride. We mm-hmm. backdoored it. We got, we got you, into the back door. cut the line. I yeah. love Hagrid's back door. <laughs> they wouldn't have named it that if they didn't expect the us to say it. The blast ended screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, we, yeah, so, it, it took you all of what? Maybe 20 minutes to get on the ride? Yes, yes. I, okay. Yeah. So for us, Eric and I, Eric waited for me. I was, I was coming from work and bed up. And we lucked out with a rain delay. Because what seemed to have happened was either it pushed people who are in queue off the line, and then the people who are waiting outside just started to dwindle down. And so by the time they finally opened it up and we walked over, we probably waited in total 45 minutes, 50 minutes to get on the ride. And this was a ride that 
because we started our day out in Diagon Alley, it said it, it could take close to three and a half hours to get on that ride. Yeah, and all so day, all day the ride it was, was pretty re- good. Yeah, all day the ride was reporting four hour wait times, two hundred forty minutes uh, or more. Yeah, you know that that whole day, even when we backdoored it, we're like, oh my gosh, you know, we, we yeah. totally got through the line, but. When we were stepping on the ride uh, line queue, it still said 240. It went from rain delay to 240. And I don't know if that was just to deter people or whatever, but I guess the the message for the listeners is don't believe with the posted times and hope for the best. Yeah. So uh, because it, it only took 45 minutes before we knew it. I mean, we breezed right by most of the rooms, the egg room, more like an egg corridor. We just walked. There were no, no lines snaking. Just through all the tunnels, we waited maybe 45 minutes total, and then we were off the ride going. That was lucky. So glad we could still see people and 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 check things out afterwards. We did miss the pre-show, though. That's the other thing. We walked right by. So when we passed the room, so the, the, the pre-show where Arthur Weasley and, and, and Rubius Haggard are, um, I didn't see it. And we were walking through, and I, we finally got to the workshop, which is where Andrew, you and I entered at the workshop. Uh, when we mm-hmm. backed order earlier in the day. So all of a sudden we're at the workshop and I'm going, wait, where was Arthur Weasley? Like where, where is Arthur Weasley? Well, I need to see my Mr. Weeks. I knew he's not from there to when you ride the ride. So I said, did we miss a chamber or something? And it turns out like one of the first room when you enter the queue is like this stage area where there is this, the pre-show video. But when Mike and I were going through it right after the rain delay opened and let us in, it was actually it was there was a stage with just Fang was there yeah and Fang was kind of like just chilling by a cage the yeah. cage that the Cornish Pixies are in um and nothing but was it, but it was on that same screen where the pre-show usually happens right yeah it was on the so, same screen but it wasn't going on so you, but you learned later that they have that Fang video right to keep people moving along exactly yeah so this is what's happening and this is not a knock on Universal but I think it's a problem and people should know is that there's apparently a loop version of video where the pre-show doesn't play at all. It's not like we happened to walk by, Mike and I, during the 30 seconds before the video ended, before it started again. Right. It, but there's literally a, a version of the video we were told by Universal, that, uh, or one of, one of the park attendants, that actually just plays Fang so that people don't Keep stop. moving, yeah. So that it doesn't hold up the line. And that's why you only had to wait 45 minutes if they For had the, that pre-show. Yeah, pre- because... I never told you guys, the pre-show is actually two hours. It's a whole movie. <laughs> you sit down, you get some popcorn. Feature length. I mean, I would watch that so hard. I would watch that. The pre-show video is cool because as we brought up when I first told everybody about the ride, there is the mention of the fact that it was Sirius's motorbike, which you very appreciated. I very appreciate much appreciate it very it. much. I wanted the canon stuff, and, and, and this is... The, this is really great i mean the video is phenomenal but more more to the point it sets the narration of 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 the ride and there's less of that in the queue i think there's there besides the hagrid's workshop aspect where you can see like the manticore the fire crab things Mm -hmm. there's really not a lot for narration compared to forbidden journey or even gringotts where like at least halfway through forbidden journey the the hogwarts portraits are telling like right did you see hagrid lost a dragon well and you get the same thing that you get with Hagrid and Arthur Weasley with Dumbledore and then with the trio. Right. And that actually held, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but that was actually holding up the line for me and Forbidden Journey because everybody was stopping to listen to Dumbledore, then listen to Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Yeah. But, so, well, so talking about the ride itself. Yeah. I just want like your impressions from both of you. Like, well, I'll start off by saying I'm not a big roller coaster person yeah. and it was amazing. Like so much fun. 
I, I would highly recommend it, even if you're not somebody who likes to ride roller coasters. It's just an experience. And I think that's the difference that sets apart a lot of what you experience within Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley in the different rides that they have mm-hmm. versus other parts of Islands of Adventure, Universal, or even other theme parks is that you're getting an experience. And yeah. I think fans of the series will really like the fact that you see a blast-ended screw, you see Fluffy, you see the Fort Anglia, which I actually missed because I was probably paying attention to something else. But it's just too it's, busy hyperventilating on a, on a, on a roller coaster. No, no. Just as you're going up into that, and you're like, "Oh, where are we going?" And then we shoot backwards. But you know, I, there there were moments where I was like, "Holy shit, am I going to fall out of this motorbike?" <laughs> motorbike, because you you're very exposed on the motorbike. You are, yeah. And and that's there is a lap bar though. I don't think we mentioned that last time. Even the motorbike has a pretty substantial yeah. lap bar that does come down. Well, but I mean, what are but you're, you're straddling the. I mean, I was, I'm not suggesting they get rid of it. It's very life saving. Well, of course, is a lap you bar. Need it. I mean, fifty no, people still, would have been dead by now. On this ride. <laughs> the, the dark arts highest death count roller coaster. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. But, but I'm saying, like on the roller on the motorbike, your your arms holding the handles. Can you talk about that yeah. experience? So we actually both. So I rode it when when I rode with Andrew in the morning. I was on the motorbike, and then when Mike and I rode it, I was in the sidecar. I consented to being in the sidecar, and I love the idea that like when you're on the motorbike, you feel you hold the handlebars. It really feels like you're holding real handlebars on a motorcycle. There's like a button or two you can like not not press, but like have your hand grip around. I, I thought it felt very authentic. You can so the last time when I was here when it opened, they didn't have the on ride photo working. It is now working. And we have photos of all of us riding the ride on our Instagram, Instagram.com slash MuggleCast. And you can see, yeah, you can see Micah gripping the, the handlebars hard. His, <laughs> for his dear muscles life. are taut. It's taut. It and it's be... probably the speed. It's like pulling back your skin. Yeah. But, but it's I've really... gotten a few comments about my arms on, on that photo. You look jacked. <laughs> I look jacked, yeah. Jacked, yeah. jacked. You're flexing too. What are you I'm doing? flexing too. I know, I'm just... Doing? Doing? Well, the thing in is... The so sidecar, the, yeah. In the sidecar, yeah. I'm flexing in the sidecar? You you knew this is where they took the photo. You were purposely <laughs> yeah, flexing. Yeah, I did. Well, I was kind of doing this where I'm like playing with my beard hair, but oh, like it, it was... But the, you weren't. You're flexing. No, no, because the whiplash of the thing... Well, anyway, okay. so... Okay. So the ride does, like honestly, so if we're talking about intensity, I wanted to revisit intensity because our yes. talk about it on the previous <clears throat> episode had Micah concerned, had me concerned. I'm like, well, how how intense is it? I will say the turns are the most intense p- p- part of part mm-hmm. of this. And when you're on the motorbike, definitely being able to grip the handlebars, you can actually kind of lean in and help your body turn because you can see the track ahead of you. Right. So it helps kind of to grip and 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 help yourself. But um, the turns are definitely the the, the strongest part because you're going so fast. Yeah. And the turns are so complete. They aren't just little turns. They're, you know, yeah. you really lean into them that it's a lot worse. But what I like about the sidecar is I was worried without having the handlebars that I wouldn't have anything to grip onto when you turn. But because you are lower to the track, the yeah. centrifugal force means you actually don't turn as much. Yeah. So it's actually, there's a very nice balance to be struck between sidecar and motorbike when it comes to managing the turns yeah and i think it's even though the sidecar has gotten a bad rap we've all perpetuated this whole ride the motorbike tell you right so so uh when i rode with eric i also were we also rode with my brother and uh 
of course I wasn't going to, somebody was like, they saw the photo of me riding and they were like, oh my God, Andrew, I can't believe you sat in the sidecar. I was like, well, if I'm going with Eric and my brother, I'm going to let them ride the motorbike. Of course, yeah. I'm not going to be after me sitting there being like, oh, I love that <laughs> motorbike, motorbike or bus. But I would like to retract what I have said about <gasps> motorbike versus, versus sidecar. So I rode the sidecar this time. I had so much fun. The first thing I said when I got off the ride to the Universal Rep was that, the ride gets better every time. I mean, it was just so much freaking fun. And the fact that I was in the sidecar had no effects on that whatsoever. <laughs> if you get every experience, it just, I think sitting up higher does enhance it a little bit, but it does not ruin it in the slightest. So I take back what I said. I guess it's down to your preference. Like if you want to hold on to handlebars, take the motorbike side. If you're not somebody who would probably hold on to the handlebars, as you can see in my photo, I'm kind of gripping onto the, um, lap bar yeah so that's really the only thing you can hold on to yeah. so we well, you know yeah. in mike and my's photo there's a disembodied hand from somebody else yes. who was riding the motorbike in front of us but wasn't holding the handlebars so i don't know what their you know how their centrifugal force like thing but they, they did the thing that you do on roller coasters which is you hold your arms up the whole time right I'd, Which, I'm not that type of person. Are you uh, guys? Do you no. put your no, but, arms up? But there are people who like start, oh, I know. To, start to finish not even going yeah. over a hill they'll have their arms yeah. up the whole time yeah I would say, too, that the ride is extremely smooth. If people yes. are worried about getting rocked around like you do a bit on Forbidden Journey or even on Gringotts to some extent, that Hagrid's is very much so a smooth roller coaster ride. And despite the intensity that you talked about, it's you still feel very comfortable. Yeah. But comparing it to Forbidden Journey and Gringotts from an intensity standpoint, at least in my opinion – it's definitely at the top of the list because I rode Forbidden Journey again yesterday for the first time in years, and I love that ride. But even though you're getting twisted and turned and like put into different positions, it just doesn't have that burst mm. that that this roller coaster does. There's so many launch points, those bursts that you're talking about, and that's part of the reason it makes it so fun. As I wrote in my review you think you can't go any faster in certain points, like particularly the straightaways, and then it picks up speed again. And that's just, it's just so joyous, as I tweeted the other day. Like, it is a very joyous ride. And I would, I, and it's number one for me in terms of Forbidden Journey, Escape from Gringotts, Hager's Motorbike, Flight of the Hippogriff. Thank you. I was like, oh, Andrew's <laughs> going to pretend there's only three rides again. <laughs> for me, uh, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure Flight of the Hippogriff, Gringotts, and Forbidden Journey is how it goes. I rode Forbidden Journey yesterday, too. I got sick on Forbidden Journey this time. Mm. What do you mean? You threw up? Well, I felt like I was maybe going to. Mm, uh, wow. because had you the, drank beforehand? I had actually no. We just, it was just, we just had our pancake breakfast that we had in the, oh, in the Three Broomsticks. Uh -huh. and so I felt a little. But I actually felt this the way it's, you know, I thought of this when I was riding it. It's the ride equivalent of patting your head and rubbing your tummy at the same time. The ride does that because it's jostling kind of like the mm -hmm. way it like rotates you like like where you're basically going in circles. My stomach just felt like it was being jostled. My stomach. Yeah. While the rest of my body was being, mm -hmm. you know, moved around. So I felt extra sensitive to it. And the <clears throat> video when you're going, uh, when you're chasing the dragon down uh, Hogwarts through like the crevasse that's underneath the bridge. I actually felt a little tunnel vision by it, mm -hmm. by the, by the video for mm -hmm. some reason, the, the something with the camera zoom that I never saw before or never noticed. And I think, didn't they recently upgrade to like a 3d version of that 
and then they took the 3D away or they made yeah. it. They're now calling it like a 4D experience. So I think they changed the video enough and they made it HD. I think they changed the video just enough that now I can't watch it. They did make it, I think, 8K or 4K. Oh, wow. One of those super high res. But yeah, they tried 3D or he had to put on glasses. Yeah. It, too many people were throwing up, like legitimately. Too many people were That's throwing up. That's a problem. That What's the, the problem? threshold? What, where's the universal meeting know. where they're like, well, okay, yeah, right. once we reach X amount of percentage of people complaining, we're, that we're they tired can't. of asking Filch to clean the uh, <laughs> corridors. No, but it's Forbidden Journey is too intense for me as well. I yeah. can't do it. I, Eric and my brother rode without me because I did not oh, yeah. want to feel hmm. how I feel after I ride Forbidden Journey every time. Yeah. But. I have similar rankings, although Hippogriff would be at the bottom for me. Yeah. Hagrid is number one, Gringotts number two, Forbidden Journey number three, and then Hippogriff four. But <laughs> I just think you you can't go to these parks though and not ride these rides. If yeah, you're you going, have you have to commit <laughs> to it. I know there's a great experience just in walking into. Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley, taking the train between the parks, which having a we did yesterday. Having a butterbeer. Yeah, that's all part of the experience. But if you're there and the rides are available and they don't have ridiculous wait times, you have to do it. Like, I speak as somebody who, again, I'm not a roller coaster person. You you would have to like pay me a million dollars to go on the Hulk or one of those other yep. roller coasters. Too I would intense. not do it. This ride, though, I think is... Really, something that so fun. you're gonna enjoy, and the theming is great. Even on the ride, like somehow they married Universal married their commitment to theming rides with actually doing a roller coaster. They didn't yeah. pull any punches with making Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure a roller coaster. And I love when you're going through the ruins, like the outdoor ruins. That's just like under an arch and over a thing. Mm -hmm. Like I, I find the track to be ex extremely pleasing. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you're getting all those touches of of creatures from Harry Potter, and you really, really feel like you're on an excursion in the Forbidden Forest. Yeah. It's funny. They actually, I noticed that this time, they actually slow you down when you go by Fluffy. Because the whole ride's very fast, like the yeah. whole time. But I actually laughed out loud when the brakes hit for Fluffy. Because you go by these creatures so fast, you really can't take them in, which it's not really a problem. It's not like you have to stare at them for that long. This isn't you know, a zoo tour. But just the fact that they actually did pump the brakes, you could see it for maybe a second longer was pretty funny. They need to me. the Uber driver. They, yeah, yeah. Our Uber driver should have uh, drove it. <laughs> well, yeah, I felt like that too. You hour. go very quickly by Fluffy. At least we did. Mm. From what yeah, I remember. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, the Ford Anglia, I completely missed that with the Cornish Pixies. It's, it's, cool. yeah, it's when the, you go up. up. I, don't, I, I don't know if we should spoil, but when you go up. Up, straight up. That's when, yeah. Before you get well, and, sucked and backwards, and yes. they're dangling on the windshield wipers, which is real cool. Like, they, yeah. you've never really seen like the Ford Angley with the windshield wipers going before in, mm -hmm. I think, a ride yet mm -hmm. so far, because it appears on the Hogwarts train when you're when you're riding between yeah. parks. It appears, but I think that's the benefit too of being able to ride multiple times is that not only do you know what to anticipate, but you do pick up things that you may not have seen before. I know. Yeah. Julie, who we were with, who was great yesterday, yeah, taking us around Universal. She said the first time she rode, she didn't even see the centaurs who are in kind of that dark oh. enclosure. Yeah. And then you get hit with the devil's snare. There's a little cool thing that happens to you that we won't spoil. And then the unicorns at the end. 
yeah are pretty visible but if, if you're not a coaster person we get this question a lot if you're not a coaster person you should still ride it because i'm not a coaster person either like micah said i don't micah doesn't ride the hulk i don't ride the hulk way too intense this is just right like this is what i would like in every coaster if every coaster was like this i'd be the biggest coaster mm-hmm. fanatic yeah. I think you just have to go into it with an open mind because Eric and I were talking in the queue for, for a while and just – I think the best part is you get into it. Like yeah. if you're just like, OK, you know what? I'm going to do this. I might be a little bit scared or a little bit nervous to start. But once I'm into it, I, especially if you're on the motorbike, I think you – Yeah. You were all you in. I, it. I showed you the button to push and you're like, oh, really, really <laughs> I'm still it. not convinced that button does anything. I don't think it, it does. does. Not it's like, do press the button. It doesn't even make a sound. I was pretty disappointed. No, it's, yeah, I know. Hagrid calls you. He was like, you lot, push the booster yeah. or whatever. My brother caught it. He did hear it because there's so much happening. It's there's like, there's a you lot. Know. He's talking to you a lot. You're being yeah. talked to almost That's the That's part of the time. reason I actually find it joyous because he's like, oops, okay, time to move on. Stuff like that. I don't know. It's just Rip Arrow. I'll say one more thing and then we'll yeah. we'll move on. We we want to talk about Universal's new park that they announced and what we'll speculate what they could be building there in terms of Harry Potter. But um, my brother works down here at Disney World and he had he wrote it with us for the first time. He absolutely adored the ride. He was screaming with joy, laughing the whole time, and he said it's the best ride he's been on down here. And this is somebody who's been on every Disney ride 30 million times already because he <laughs> works down here and Universal and everything. And I was really happy that he loved it as much as I did. And he's also a very casual Harry Potter fan. Like he has this is a very big disappointment, and I'm not proud of it, but he's only read the first four books. And even somebody like him truly adored this ride and was yeah. just so into it and that made me really happy. Take it at face value for what it is. It's just a very highly entertaining ride. Yeah. And you yeah. Okay. You mentioned laughing out loud at uh, the fluffy slowing down. I laughed out loud right in the beginning. You round the very first corner and Hagrid says, Don't mind the Thestrals. Oh yeah. There's there's nothing there. There's there's well, nobody have there. Have you seen anybody die? Because it's the Thest exactly. That's right. a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. <laughs> it's like <laughs> You just don't see that. It's like that's the easiest theming that they ever had to do on a Universal ride ever. Well, we should ask somebody who has unfortunately seen somebody pass if they can see the Thestrals. Yeah. Maybe Universal did some magic there. I don't know. I don't know. Yep. And one other person I think we have to thank is Ashley. Ashley. Yes. Who was really good about letting the, the ride had closed down for the day, by the way. Yeah. And capped out. Everybody who was going to get on that ride was already in the queue. Hagrid and the Beast were going back. Well, no, it was it was done, right? From what I understand, the rain came in. They cleared out everybody who was waiting outside to get in. Mm-hmm. There may have been a few other people who were already in. Yeah, the the but building not for hours. Like, but yeah, as we talked about, we didn't get the opportunity to see the the pre show. Let's with call Arthur it and, with and Arthur and Hagrid. and Hagrid. She took us along with Julie. Thanks to Julie again for talking with Ashley. Yeah, flashing and, the badge a little bit. <laughs> and and got us in to see it. We were the only ones in there to watch it. And so uh, yeah, huge played. thanks to her and her son Draco, by the way. Yeah. She named him Draco. She named him Draco. Wow. They What's go, his middle name? He cosplays. You know, I didn't ask. So Scorpius. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely thanks to Ashley and, and, uh, and yeah. It's uh, it was a great it was a great day it was a great day at the park. I just uh, it was great being back at Hogwarts with 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 you guys. And and one other thing before we we move on, you got to see the light show for the first time. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, and you had seen this, you said. Yeah. Was it in Hollywood that you saw it, or, no, or just you? Andrew and I saw it. Right. Yeah. Nighttime oh, lights at Hogwarts Castle. That's yeah. right. Was it still the uh, house celebration? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I thought that was great. 
Yeah. yeah. They project a, a light show onto Hogwarts Castle. They kind of bring the castle to life. It's a good reason to stay in the park the whole day. You see it after night night falls. Very small window to see it, too, before they close. Okay. Because that was like the last thing we did before the park was closed. It was like yeah. 8.45. I want yeah, to say they were going to do another one because the way that they were moving us out and moving They do run it multiple up. times, I think. Yeah. 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 There were only two shows last night. might have been due to rain. Uh, probably it was raining pretty extensively we're also going to talk about some of our favorite merchandise there's something that i saw here last time that i'm really excited to talk about this time yes yes but yes, yes, yes. first we have a sponsor this week and their timing couldn't be any more perfect because we're traveling Woo! what's right behind me your suitcase my away suitcase oh. my go-to suitcase it looks great it has four 360 degrees degree spinner wheels so it moves around easily it's got compression straps so you can fit a ton and squeeze it all down it's lightweight and it has an optional usb battery pack built into it that was so helpful for me while i was walking around the parks yesterday i didn't bring my suitcase but the the battery pack can pop right out of the suitcase Mm -hmm. you can slip it in your pocket and then you got a backup battery for the day yep um, that's my favorite part because obviously when you're traveling you're probably using your phone more and you need juice There are two USB ports built right into this battery, which has a special spot right on the top of the suitcase so you can always access them. And you love yours too, right, Micah? You have one? Yeah, I do. And uh, I didn't bring it this trip. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm here for in total what will be two weeks. So I I don't have the larger away suitcase. I have the smaller one. But I will tell you that I used it. I took, I believe it was 10 flights in five weeks, something to that effect. And I used the away suitcase the entire time for all of those trips. And it was just. It's perfect. It, yeah. Because as you mentioned, I'm one of those people who don't like dragging my suitcase through the airport. And yeah, I don't like the hurts. other people who do it too, because yeah. they don't pay attention to what they're doing. Yeah. The, the fact that you can just kind of roll it alongside you. And yeah. it, it, you mentioned the charger. It's great when you're sitting there waiting for your flight, especially if like me, you get delayed all the time. <laughs> you can plug your phone in. You, and, and it just it, yeah. it's such a nice um, suitcase from a feature standpoint. It just yeah. goes right overhead when you get on. Too. Yeah, it looks great. And you were looking for a laundry bag this morning. I was, I was thinking about if he had his away suitcase yeah. because it comes with a washable <laughs> laundry bag. Yep. And away believes in their product. It comes with a lifetime warranty and a 100 day trial free shipping. And the carry on sizes are compliant with all major airlines. Like Micah mentioned, it fits right above you at your seat. We want you to get one of these. It's one of the products that once you buy it, you become loyal to that brand and you never want to try another competitor again. I want to stick with Away. We heard something outside. There was, oh. there was a huge stroke of lightning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Florida. Florida. So anyway, uh, also lightning resistant, I hear these Away suitcases are. Let's throw it out the window and try. <laughs> so anyway... For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash MuggleCast2019 and use promo code MuggleCast2019 during checkout. You'll get free shipping, the lifetime warranty, and the perfect suitcase. Truly, I this is the only suitcase I've been using, and I, I freaking love it. Again, for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash MuggleCast2019 and use promo code MuggleCast2019 during checkout. You'll get the free shipping, the lifetime warranty, and the perfect suitcase. The storm's coming, Harry. That's the reference I was looking to make. <laughs> so, wanted to also just touch on some of the cool Harry Potter merchandise that Universal Orlando has going on right now. Yeah. 
What it did was, you see, Eric, that you really liked? So I was thrilled. So I finally saw the Hogwarts alumni shirts you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. That you have. Uh, I thought that design was great. I love your bag that you had. That's Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike <laughs> Adventure bag, which they were also, so they were selling that at the cart. It's really a question of where to get it because they now have so much merchandise that certain stores only have certain products. So you kind of got to go in the mall. Mm-hmm. But when I was in the queue for, well, so... Uh, Micah rode Forbidden Journey. I had gotten sick on it earlier in the day, so I didn't uh, ride it. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's funny you tapped out, too. We waited we're getting the... too old for that ride, We're really, think. like, we're getting too old yet. I think I'm done with that ride. I, I, Sorry. Maybe, maybe, yeah. But, uh, no, we were in the... So I, was, I waited in the gift shop uh, for Forbidden Journey and uh, found bottles of Felix Felicis potion. Ooh. In the vial, it's shaped like the one in the movie, so it's, like, a, a rounded but very, very, like, kind of small vial and apparently it's uh there is alcohol in it but it's like the what yeah you know what like some sweets like some candy juice just has like alcohol for like oh. negligible amount uh-huh. so apparently you don't need an id to buy this but they sell felix fleeces and it's like sugar water it's like a sugar sugary drink in the vial and it's sealed and it's i just thought that was cool as that heck. is pretty cool i yeah. thought you were gonna say it's just like an item for display like something from the noble collection but it's no. right underneath the noble so if you're looking okay. for it it's in the bins underneath the noble collection between where you get your photo on ride photo for forbidden journey mm-hmm. and uh the rest of the jewelry i guess putting alcohol in something like that would be wise because if it's supposed to make you lucky Alcohol can make people a little more confident, so they might do things they might not usually, you know? Yeah, it might be used as a preservative in this case or something. Yeah. I'm not sure. That Hogwarts alumni stuff I love because there, as far as I know, there's not been any official Hogwarts alumni merchandise anywhere. And that's always frustrated me because as we grow up as adults, we want Harry Potter merchandise that doesn't look kiddish. Hogwarts alumni, that's perfect. It looks like a collegiate shirt. Is that the right way to pronounce yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it just looks cool. So I bought one of those long sleeve sweat uh, t-shirts last time I was here. And they have a hoodie, which I almost bought this time. I kind of wish I did now. Yeah. A uh, bag. I just love that stuff. And they I noticed this time that wasn't here last time. They have a set of pins for each house. And they have the hog. It comes with three. A Hogwarts alumni pin. One other pin I'm forgetting. But then the third one says sorted. In all caps, and then your house. Your house. And it's got the emblem, too. And I kind of love that they're just going for sorted. Like, I've been sorted. I'm yeah. done. I already got sorted, you know? Yeah. It was big and bold, like the Hogwarts alumni font. I really liked that. That's something else I wish I bought. I'll look for it in there. Well, airport. I think we were in Globus Monday, but they had the Hogwarts Railways merchandise. Yes. That was, like, it's very, like, promoting the Hogwarts Express. But, like, that also feels very adult. Yeah. Like color scheme or something about it just seems more... Pro. I have the Hogwarts Railways jacket. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I collect a lot of stuff. Are you a conductor? (laughs) No. Only when he wears the poser. (laughs) Yeah. New Halloween costume. There you go. (laughs) I didn't really, I I was looking around for some merchandise, but I remember just thinking that more of the novelty items are definitely in Diagon Alley versus the. Hogsmeade area. I think that's true. Hogsmeade doesn't have as many shops. And I think where Zonko's used to be, I, I didn't go in there to double check, but I think Zonko's is gone. Because it, it, it used to be next to Honeydukes, but now Honeydukes is just so big. Mm. They actually just expanded Honeydukes. Well, so. it's because Diagon Alley opened 
uh, Weasley's Wizard Wheezes that right. they got rid of the Zonkos. Weirdly, though, I think the Zonkos storefront is still there, but when you go in, now it's just the, an extension of, of Honey Dukes. Honey which, Dukes. That yeah. made sense for traffic because Honey Dukes was so, so, so popular. Yeah, and so small. Time. And so small. And Zonkos was always just kind of a, spatially, it was an afterthought. One, one thing I will say when we were on our way out of Islands of Adventure, we stopped in the trading post or what the, the store that has. Something from everything that's it's in the it. Very, it's the very first gift shop when you're walking into uh, Islands of Adventure. And there's keychains. And I was looking at a key. I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll get a keychain. Name keychains. Name keychains. But number one, they only do Gryffindor. <laughs> Rightfully so. And <laughs> none of us. Are and they didn't have my name, so that's like oh, two strikes right there. Yeah. Well, but think about that: four Hogwarts houses. And every name, three hundred names or something yeah, like yeah, yeah. that would be so many. They would they would need a whole store just for that. They should just sure do... you can find that online. Yeah, you you're probably well. Right. And certain uh, certain keychains do custom engraving. They they had a sign that Forbidden Journey for that that they do custom engraving. So yeah. if you get something that doesn't have your name on it and you want your name on it, you could probably mm. pay extra and get. But that. I will need to go check out Diagon Alley because as yeah we talked about, there's definitely more novelty items there. Yeah. Did you ride at Gringotts this time or no? No. Okay. We didn't have a chance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the big news recently was that Universal also announced a fourth theme park. It's going to be called Epic Worlds. It's actually going to be, guys, if you look to my right, I see that big plot of land over there. Just all that flat land over there. Huh. I think that is where Epic Worlds is actually going to be. It's it's We're near the Orlando County Convention Center or Orange whatever. County, yeah. Orange County <laughs> Convention Center. And so this one is actually going to be kind of far from the other three parks, Islands of Adventure, Studios, and their water park. Volcano Bay. Volcano Bay. Yeah, it's all kind of uh, part of one resort, but this one's going to be separate. In addition to it being a theme park, there's also going to be hotels and shopping attached to it. So, um, So it'll feel like its own resort. I guess they did not share what lands are going to be within the park. Presumably there's going to be a Harry Potter or fantastic beasts. One, there's probably going to be a Nintendo one that's already been announced for Japan and Ah. Hollywood. Uh, There's a rumor that there will be a how to train your dragon land. There's a rumor that there will be a universal monsters land. And I think that's the four. Oh, Universal Monsters Land. That would be kind of yeah. Cool. So Frankenstein and the mummy, all those, the mummy. Yeah, all those. Yeah, that takes me back because they have a monster museum in Studios proper, which is it's right next to T two where T two is. Okay, and it's they like have the mummy was... ride in there too. Oh, the and the coaster. mummy ride. I forgot yeah. about that. The mm-hmm. oh, the ceiling of flames is my favorite part. <laughs> I love that ride. That effect is so cool. So we heard from Universal park employees take this from a with a grain of salt but we've heard it's probably going to be fantastic beasts probably that's what you guys heard yeah and there's nothing else to do harry potter wise we don't think that we could like they couldn't be anything else that they would do harry potter wise because you have the london side covered and the hogwarts hogsmeade side covered like there's really nothing else in harry potter that you could tap from Mm -hmm. so i think it's naturally it would be a fantastic beast to also invigorate the new series. You know, we talked about this all the time on MuggleCast, how it's kind of weird. They haven't really, like, they don't sell any Fantastic Beasts merch. The exception's the Niffler. There's, like, a stuffed Niffler plush you can get now in the park. That's basically it. So I think it makes sense if they move on to do a Fantastic Beasts uh, mm-hmm. park. 
with their it's their IP. They own it. So why not? My understanding is that they have to keep Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts separate. That's why you don't see Fantastic Beasts books like for sale oh. in the Wizarding World, mm. because it, it's the Harry Potter timeline. These two lands exist in. Mm. But I'm just thinking, so I'm a little worried about a Fantastic Beast land because the movie series is not going as great as they were hoping. Right. Now the next movie is coming out November 2021, it is. Mm-hmm. And yes. yeah. I think what would be a, a universal, pun intended, hit is if it, it was some sort of ride with Newt, you go into his suitcase, you have to help tame the beasts some sort of dark ride where you're on a track. Maybe you're watching Newt take care of the beasts and the beasts are animatronic. And maybe you dive into water like the that one, the one or two water creatures that we've seen so far. Oh, yeah, I just I, everybody loves Newt. It can't be a ride with Grindelwald. <laughs> Nobody wants to see Johnny Depp on an attraction. <laughs> well, he's in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, if, that's if true. If you've been on that ride. Oh, that's true. Magic Kingdom. Yeah. But... What would you guys like to see? You, you reminded me, though, when I was going through Hagrid's, one of the things that came to mind was that they are trying to, at least in that sense within the Wizarding World theme park, incorporate Fantastic Beasts. Because you see yeah. the Niffler, you see Salamander, you see all the dragon eggs, you see the blast-ended Scroot. There's, I think, a, also a poster up of a manticore. There. They definitely made use of the fact that the art department for the Fantastic Beasts films had to create what it looks like to be in a real menagerie of beasts to be able to put it in the queue for Hagrid. I think that felt like it was the same world, absolutely, as like Newt's suitcase. But it's as far as they can go without crossing into Fantastic Beasts, the franchise. Exactly. So that's like the best way that they could play it, which which was smart. Isn't it interesting that there's no Hagrid gift shop with the Fantastic Beasts book? You just rode a ride with all the Fantastic yeah. Beasts. Why is there no book? That's such because an there's this rule. I, right? it, mm-hmm. I, I think that's very interesting. But yeah. I agree with you that they need to stick with Newt and, and play off of that as much as they can. We've heard rumors also about the French Ministry of Magic being the centerpiece of this. Well, if you look at the concept art, it it's very clearly, I'll say one of my people who I so, spoke to about the ride said it's probably going to be French. French ministry. So if you look at the concept art, it looks like the French, the uh, French exteriors and whatnot. I just wonder why, because that's only one right. of the five movies. Exactly. The next movie is supposed to be down in, in Brazil. Brazil. There's going to be equally interesting stuff. Yeah. And I would have liked if they kept it all in New York in 1920s, ruined 20s throwback, because like instead of butterbeer, you could have giggle water. And you could argue, oh, first film. Probably most people saw that movie. Yeah, and I think since it started in New York, it makes sense for any themed land to be based there instead of this one-off. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. But maybe on the other hand, they're like, "Oh, tourists might be more interested in flying over to Orlando to see Paris than flying over to Orlando to see New York." Mm-hmm. Plus, Universal already has some New Yorky streets. That's yeah. kind of overdone in theme parks, isn't it? Come to think of New it, York, or New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. That's yeah. really, that's a really good point. Yeah. So I flew I, I flew from Europe to Orlando just to see another European street. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. But for Americans, it's a big deal, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think I think that if they are doing a, another Harry Potter park entirely, the big emphasis for me should be on rides. I don't care about 
attractions. Things that you call attractions that are really just see the frog choir perform every 15 minutes. Okay, great. I want rides. I want Mm -hmm. thrill rides, baby. I want actual well thought out new types of rides. Even just a a spinning twirling teacups. It's Harry Potter themed. I want it. These parks, you know, there's, there's, there's five rides now between the two parks. If you include the Hogwarts Express, it's, I want more of that. You know, that's honest. I will say it is. Very good that they have five now. You look at Star Wars, it's opening up. There's one, one in that land. With a second one coming, eventually. Yes, but even then, two? Two rides? And Galaxy's Edge is big. Because when mean, Hogsmeade opened up, there were three rides, and that was if you counted Hippogriff, which nobody ever does. Except you. Except for me. So, in three rides, and then Diagon Alley really only added one. And then the Hogwarts Express. It was the Gringotts and Hogwarts Express. Right. So now I tend to like the um, uh, uh, Celestina Warbeck concert. I yeah, think that's a great that show. attraction. Well, that's because you got it, pulled up on the stage. I, yeah, I got to wear the feather boa, and it was pretty cool. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I, I just think the, the theme parks are so heavy on shops. And in this case, especially with Avatar 2, restaurants, the mm-hmm. dining experience, because Harry Potter really raised the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, they should still remember that as theme parks – Rides are key. Rides are tantamount. Rides and they're are- going to learn that from Star Wars. Everybody's going to be reminded because Disneyland Star Wars has not been going well. You said it's underperforming. It's underperforming. We'll see how the Orlando one does, but it's underperforming because it's so expensive to get in there. Everybody was anticipating high crowds and there's nothing to do. There's one ride, which is just fine. It feels like an arcade game. You're in the Millennial Millennium Falcon. It's cool. Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. You get to shoot stuff. You get to steer. But... It's it's not enough. It's not like, wow, this is supposed to blow my mind. Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure <gasps> blows your mind. <laughs> so well, so Universal did not announce a opening date for Epic Worlds, considering we're looking out at it right now. And it's just a flat plot of land. We're probably five years away, four years away. Universal has been moving fast. By that but... time, there'll be at least two more Fantastic Beast movies out. In five years? Four out of five? Uh, But that's the thing, though. You can't have them open a new park without having something related to Harry Potter, just given the success that it's given Islands of Adventure and the the original Universal Studios. It's the only reason another park is happening, because of Harry Potter. I mean, Harry Potter changed the game down here for all theme parks, but you said to our Universal rep, there's double the amount of hotels that were here like five years ago. That's Universal th- hotels. Yeah. Even since I was last in Orlando, they added four more hotels. Four. Four. That, I was already, there were four hotels the last time I was here. Now there's eight or whatever. And they're they're all, the, the new hotels, uh, which Aventura, which we're going to be in, in in two days, we should mention. Uh, and Endless Summer. There was is, is endless summer dockside, endless summer Sapphire surfside, and Sapphire, Sapphire Falls. Sapphire Falls. So that's five new ones. And Cabana Bay opened with Diagon Alley. Yeah, and Cabana Bay I've been to, but that was the last run. There, the newer hotels are a little closer to where Epic Worlds is going to be, mm-hmm. and so I think they're really banking on eventually that being those being the hotels you go to if you really want to check out the new park. Plus, there will be hotels as part of Epic Worlds. I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, you look at again, Disney's building a Star Wars hotel. Could they build a Harry Potter hotel at Epic Worlds? That would be the best. We'll see. So I think that's all we have to say right now about all this. I'm excited to see what Universal has to do with Fantastic Beasts. I, I, I don't. We're probably not going to get any more rides at Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley. While um, I don't think there's room. There's no. Yeah, there's no room. 
Knock Would down I, the rest of the park. Just make it all Harry Potter. Well, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to see them do uh, more with islands, you know, more of the other lands and expand there. Mm-hmm. They've added a ride here or there. Jimmy Kimmel's fairly new, the new King Kong. But for the most part, ever since Harry Potter came, that's been the new section of Universal. Yeah. And now that we're getting on 10 years, yeah. you really think they could add a new update that was like substantial yeah. to the other parks. I could see them getting rid of the Hippogriff ride, though, and and not putting up another ride, but putting something else there. Because, Lockers. <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, that side of the park lacks the shopping experience that Diagon Alley has. So you could add something more. There. I, I'm not. I'm just saying you have Hagrid one. Yeah. Why do you need Hagrid two? Yeah. Right next to it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I think they complement each other because the Hippogriff ride adds unprecedented views of the castle. Because when you're on Forbidden Journey, you're in the castle. You never leave the castle. So seeing the castle that they built from the top of the crest of the hill. The, that is cool. I well, think it's, it's just a good experience. Or it could become part of Hagrid's queue depending upon how yeah. popular that ride is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just – but if but if one of you guys hears that they're officially closing Hippogriff, let me know. I'll book my flight. I'm going to come down here ride it 100 times. <laughs> oh, it's going nowhere. It's it for kids. By the way, we'll also just point out a little sidebar – uh, theme park sites, you know, they follow all the trademarks and patents and stuff. Universal fi- filed a patent for a Tower of Terror-like ride. I saw this. Here comes you... the Astronomy Tower of Te- the Dumbledore's Magical Astronomy Tower of Terror. I mean, it's uncanny. I looked at the schematics you shared on Twitter, and I thought, my God, they've they've done it. They've Here taken it, it seriously. Here it comes. This is going to be one of those classic situations of getting. So, one. are you saying though that kids cannot get on? Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Did you say that? I didn't. Well, you said Hippogriff is a kid's ride. Hippogriff. Flight of the Hippogriff is a yeah. kiddie ride. Right. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. how old do you think you have to be to oh, ride Hagrid? No, my point just is that's a nice little ride for kids who are basic Harry Potter. Sorry, not basic Harry Potter fans. That sounds mean. <laughs> who are who are simple Harry Potter die fans. Die hard Harry Potter fans. No, okay. Die hard Harry Potter fans who look at Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure and say, oh, that's too intense for me. You know what I mean? It just caters to a certain audience. That's all. Well, we actually heard a story, too, about the opening of that ride. Kind of unfortunate. Yeah, there was Uh a cast member who was unable to ride Hagrid due to height restrictions. Hagrid magical creatures? creatures, Height restrictions? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Okay. If, okay. if you think Too about tall, it, huh? That's interesting because Hagrid is a half giant. So you think you'd think Hagrid, mm. a Hagrid-sized person, would be able to yeah. ride that. So, so well, Warwick Davis was unable to ride. Oh, I thought you were saying too tall. Yeah. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. It really was. They didn't. Uh... <laughs> the rides are not going to be in the end inclusive. Take that for into consideration. Yeah. Well. I mean, you know, with all due respect to Warwick Davis, he is a little person, and that's quite common to not be able to ride. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's it's just unfortunate, but it's it's there's there's going to be those issues it's for safety. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So one announcement that we did want to make is that Eric and I will be at. LeakyCon 2019 in Boston. We know Dallas just happened this past weekend. Looked like a lot of fun from what we saw on social media. 
Obviously, we couldn't be there because we're here, uh, but that'll be happening October 11th through the 13th at Seaport Hotel and World Trade Center, again, in Boston. And uh, we know Dan Fogler. Yes. Uh, who plays Jacob. Jacob. Has been confirmed along with- uh, Our friend Chris Rankin. Chris Rankin. And uh, more announcements definitely coming along the way. I think they they were sort of uh, strategically p- pacing their their announcements for cast. Mm. But yeah, Mike and I will be there uh, at Leaky Boston. It's their tenth year anniversary. It's celebrating ten years of Leaky Cons mm-hmm. and where it all started for them, and where it all started for them as well. And 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 we've been to we as MuggleCast have been to Leaky Cons. Uh, I think one of our my favorite shows we've ever done has been at LeakyCon in 2012. Our seven year with Ivana Lynch on mm-hmm. the on the podcast that, and she wore her original. Muggle cast silhouette shadows shirt. That was very sweet. It was, it was a lot. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, we're we're really super excited. The schedule is coming this month, um, by the way. Which uh, you know we're working at uh, working on what kind of panels we'll be on. But I know that Mike and I are both going to be pretty active uh, over the weekend. And if you're thinking of coming, we have a promo code for everybody. So uh, as a matter of fact, for Leaky Boston, check it out. Take a look if it's something that you want to sign up for use code muggle or go to leakycon.com slash muggle and you get ten dollars off your registration to leaky boston and that's something that's a promo we have going uh from now until the con till the con so definitely check it out and and mike and i look forward to seeing you there yeah and it's the fall it's close to halloween so you know it's going to be a lot of fun up in the northeast in boston it always is that around that time of year so um i'm looking forward to it it should be a a great time yeah i'm hoping to check out salem while i'm there salem in october and be sure to use that promo code slash that url so yeah um, leakycon.com slash muggle they know we sent you all right well i think we'll wrap it up there what are we doing tonight Getting dinner. We're gonna have a big MuggleCast meeting. Oh, yeah. discuss Business the future meeting. of the show. Business meeting with everything we learned from that one panel we went to. <laughs> so yes, let's not forget Patreon before we close the show. Yes. yes, thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. We would love. What did they say? Use active phrasing. So join what us. Join us on Patreon. Patreon.com/MuggleCast. And evidently, you have to hear it seven times before it happens. Yes. So join us on Patreon. <laughs> join us on Patreon. Join us. I don't us think on... that's what they meant exactly. Oh, but... Okay. 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 Yeah. Well, we'll keep trying. We'll keep trying. It's 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 a blast. We we are constantly thinking and rethinking about our benefits. The deadline closed for uh, tote bags for this year. It was Harry's birthday july 31st but join us now and you'll be wrapped into next year's physical gift yes when we come and up. your support goes to helping us run this show grow the show we're down here at podcast movement thanks to you yes. that your support brought us here and because of that we're going to be able to learn more about podcasting we're going to be able to network with people who are going to help us it, it just all helps to it helps us because we get to grow the show so we're really excited. Um, like we said, Wednesday and Thursday here in Orlando are the big days of podcast movement. So we'll be going to lots of panels and learning things. And and it's thanks to you. And, and thanks to Micah that uh, – thanks to you guys that Micah got a massage today. <laughs> no, 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 no. And uh, we are doing a meetup. Yes. On thir- Thursday evening. Thursday, uh, 8.15 at 7 p.m. The roof of Universal's Aventura Hotel. 
beautiful rooftop bar, best kept secret on the Universal Resort, in my opinion. It's a hidden gem. Uh, bar 17, I think it's called, because it's the 17th floor. Um, it's going to be a great space. They don't take reservations. I said, that's good. So we'll just show up and you don't, <laughs> you don't get to be pissed at us that we didn't make a reservation. Right. So if you're in the area, let us know. Please email us first. Mugglecast at gmail.com so we can get a good head count. But there are a, a ton of other benefits for those who can't be here in Orlando. We just did a Google Hangout with patrons prior to this. Yeah, we were on camera having a good time. Maybe having a drink or two. Maybe having a drink or two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks, patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is thank you, patrons. But I bought a new car. Thanks, patrons. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but there, there are. I mean, we talked a lot about the physical benefits of, uh, in terms of the gifts that we give out every single year. Uh, the bonus muggle cast. I know people really, really enjoy, and uh, you get to hop into our recording studio you get to listen to us record each episode live which is which is always really interesting because you get an uncut version of the show and one of the things i thought that was well received at the session we were just as we talked about how we offer listeners the opportunity who support the show to join the show to to actually be on and co-host with us and i think a lot of the other podcasts that were in the room thought that that was something yeah. that they should consider moving forward where it's possible. It was a room full of podcasters on Patreon, and they kept talking about benefits, but nobody was talking about co-hosting. Yeah, I kept going to Andrew. Like, Micah was like, we need to tell everybody about this benefit. <laughs> there were 30 podcasts represented, it. and none of them allow people the opportunity yeah. to come on and co-host the show like yeah. we do. So thanks, everybody, for your support. It means the world to us, and it lets us do things that we wouldn't have been able to do Otherwise, like get massages in Orlando. So (laughs) (laughs) it's never it's never going to end. I'm just kidding. All right. Well, please do also follow us on social media. MuggleCast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Now's a great time to be following us on Instagram because we're posting like crazy to our story stories. Yeah, lots going on there. They the pod get this, everybody. How perfect is this? One of podcast movements backdrops is Hogwarts Castle, because we're here in Orlando. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we took a photo. So we took a photo in front of it. We it took was several just, photos. It, the first panel we go to, we see Hogwarts on the podcast movement backdrop. And it's huge. It's like 15 feet tall. And colored very well. I think the next light show should take its uh, moves from uh, this uh, banner. Yeah. We great. were like, wow, this is perfect. Pastel. So, so it worked out great. Mugglecast at gmail.com if you have anything to say about today's episode. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts if they allow reviews. We would really appreciate that because it helps us be discovered by new listeners and it keeps those reviews fresh, which is important to us as well. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. And I'm Micah. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.